So glad that you're with us. Good morning. Welcome to Sure Foundation Church. With us this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you're listening, we are going to dive right into the Word of God like we always like to do. We're going to go over here to the book of Psalm, Psalms chapter 104, with verse 1. Verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty, who covers yourself with light as with a garment, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, who lays the beams of his chambers in the waters, who makes the clouds his chariot, who walks upon the wings of the wind, who makes his angels spirits, his ministers a flaming fire, who laid the foundations of the earth that it should not be removed forever. You covered it with the deep as with a garment. The water stood above the mountains. At your rebuke, they fled. At the voice of your thunder, they hasted away. They go up by the mountains. They go down by the valleys unto the place which you have founded for them. You have set a bound that they may not pass over, that they turn not again to cover the earth. He sends the springs into valleys which run among the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild asses quench their thirst. By them shall the fowls of the heaven have their habitation, which sing among the branches. He waters the hills from his chambers. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your works. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle and herb for the service of man, that it may bring forth food out of the earth and wine that makes glad the heart of man and oil to make his face to shine, and bread which strengthens man's heart. The trees of Lebanon, excuse me, the trees of the Lord are full of sap, the cedars of Lebanon which he hath planted, where the birds make their nest. As for the stork, the fir trees are her house. The high hills are a refuge for the wild goats and the rocks for the conies. He appointed the moon for seasons. The sun knows his going down. You make darkness and it is night, wherein all the beasts of the forest do creep forth. The young lions roar after their prey and seek their meat from God. The sun arises. They gather themselves together and lay them down in their dens. Man goes forth unto his work and to his labor until the evening. O Lord, how many fold are thy works. In wisdom have you made them all. The earth is full of your riches. Father, we thank you right now for your goodness and your mercy. We come before you right now, Lord, humbly. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness, for your truth, which are preserving us even right now. Lord, I just I just uh, intercede for every person that is listening to this message. I just ask you, Spirit of God, Spirit of truth, to comfort them right now. I thank you, Lord God, that they are ready to hear a word from the Lord, a word in due season, a word that would make fat their bones. We thank you, Lord, for a word fitly spoken, a due season word like apples of gold and settings of silver. We thank you, Spirit of God, that you are the spirit of truth, that you know all things and that you're revealing all things unto your people. And we thank you, Lord, for your presence right now. And now, Lord, behold the threatenings of the enemy and grant unto your servant that with all boldness, I shall make known the mystery of the gospel as I stretch forth your hand to heal, as I lift up my voice that you would speak through me, that signs and wonders might be done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. And if you're in agreement with that prayer, then say amen. 
And my name is Pastor John. I'm your host. I'm so glad to see you. So glad that you're with us. We're going to jump right into the word. Before we do, you can find us online at surefoundationchurchnj.org. You can find us on Facebook or on YouTube at Sure Foundation Church NJ. And on Instagram, you can find us at Sure Foundation Church. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast through the website. We are on Google, Amazon Music, Apple, Spotify, and much more. And the message for today is kindness and gentleness. Glory to God. We're going to talk about kindness and gentleness this morning. And we're going to begin here in the book of Psalm chapter 31. And you know, depending on how you were raised growing up, depending on your upbringing, I know for me, my mother and my father taught us to be kind toward other people, you know, to be polite, to be courteous. You know, we were we were taught to to say sir and ma'am and, and treat adults and people in authority with respect. And that's wonderful. That's a blessing to be taught how to be respectful, how to be courteous. But I want you to see out of the word of God this morning how there is a difference between being respectful and even decent toward other people and courteous and polite. There's a difference between politeness and kindness. And we're going to talk this morning about how God has has given us, he's given you and I a mandate to be kind. Hallelujah. To be kind. And that kindness is supposed to extend to other people, but we're also supposed to be kind toward the spirit of God, even as he is kind toward us. So we're going to see that in the word of God. You turn over here to Psalm chapter 31. We're going to look at verses 21 through 24. Blessed be the Lord, for he has showed me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before my enemies. Nevertheless, you heard the voice of my supplications when I cried unto thee. Oh, love the Lord, all ye his saints. For the Lord preserves the faithful and plentifully rewards the proud doer. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. And I want to encourage you this morning, you know, a big part of, of us being able to be hopeful and to, to be able to, to come up when we have been down is that hope that that something kind is going to happen, that someone is going to be kind toward us. And, you know, the word of God says here in verse 21, it says, blessed be the Lord, for he has showed me his marvelous kindness. And I want to define for you what this word kindness means in verse 21. And the American English definition for the word kindness is just the quality of being friendly. It's to be generous. It's to be considerate in the way that we would say to someone, we would say in a sentence, he thanked them for their kindness and support. That's what kindness means, according to American English, just the quality of being friendly, generous, considerate. Kindness is nice, the way we define it in American English. But in the Hebrew, you know, in the original text that this was written, it's a little bit different. And this is what the Spirit of God is telling us when it comes to kindness. The word kindness in Hebrew, it's the Hebrew word feed. Glory to God. And it means mercy. It means goodness. It means faithfulness. And it's not just person to person. Perhaps 
the way a parent might raise their son or their daughter, their child, to be respectful, to be decent, to be courteous, to be polite toward others. No, this is another level. This this marvelous kindness, like we see in Psalm chapter 31, verse 21, is the Hebrew word hasid, and it means it doesn't just mean polite, respectful, nice. It means merciful. It means goodness. It means faithfulness. Glory to God. And it's not just person to person. It's also heaven to earth, and it's earth to heaven. The Word of God considers this word kindness. We can see it all throughout the Bible, but it also says it in, in, in other ways. It says kindness will be loving kindness or merciful kindness. So. When we talk about kindness, we're talking about kindness and gentleness this morning. And when we talk about kindness, kindness is not just a surface level respect. Kindness is a deeper warmth than just a surface level respect or courtesy or politeness. It's warmth. There's something about kindness that when you run into it, whether it's a kind word or a kind gesture or whether it's just being around someone that is a kind person. Have you ever noticed that it's a it's there's a comfort that comes with kindness. There's a warmth that comes with kindness. Sometimes you go to a restaurant and you interact with a host or a hostess that is there and they greet you, they welcome you, they they interact with you, they engage you, they come and they serve, they bring your food. It's polite and respectful to bring someone their food and to place it in front of them the kind word I hope you enjoy, but then there's another level of kindness when it's done with the utmost attention to detail and the way that it's presented and when it's placed in front of you. And then the host or the hostess says, what else might I bring you? You know, it's the tone of their voice. It's the, it's the speech pattern. It's the, the way they express themselves. Is it, is it a rushed interaction or is it a gentle interaction? Is it an interaction where that person is is just inserting themselves into your meal and into your conversation, or are they quietly standing by when you have a thought like I'm thirsty again? And before you can register, let me look for the host or hostess and ask them to fill, uh, refill my drink. It's almost like they saw you were thirsty before you realized you were thirsty. And here they come with a fresh cup of coffee. Here they come to refill your beverage. Kindness is a warmth that comes with it, you can tell that it's a a step deeper than just courtesy or respect because there is a sense of warmth with it. There's a sense of comfort and well-being. And that's the spirit of God. That's what the spirit of God does for us. So that's what this word hasid means in the Greek when we see marvelous kindness. And, And interestingly enough here in Psalm 31 and verse 21, when it says, blessed be the Lord, for he has showed me his kindness, it's not just his kindness in the strong city, it's his marvelous kindness. And that is to say that the, the spirit of God, when we look at his goodness and his kindness in our lives, it's it's not just a normal kindness. It's beyond just God just respecting you and God wanting to be polite towards you, or courteous. God is wanting to be kind towards you in a way that is showing his mercy, his goodness, his faithfulness. And this word marvelous is the Greek word pala. So this is meaning this is a wondrous kindness that God is wanting to display toward you and I. This is an extraordinary kindness that God is wanting to display toward you and I. It's a surpassing 
It's a difficult to understand kindness that God, I mean, that's why we praise God. That's why we lift our hands in worship. That's why I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to my salvation, the power of God to my salvation, the power of God in my life to make me want to get up in the morning and be glad about my day and be glad about my family and be glad about work. It's, it's because of the pala hasid that God has given me, that God has given you. It's the merciful kindness, the marvelous kindness that God has given us. It's a kindness that is it is showing his mercy and his goodness and his faithfulness, but it's it's different because it's a wonder. It's extraordinary. It's surpassing. It doesn't make sense. It's difficult to understand God's level of kindness toward you and I. God is so kind toward us, even when we're not kind to him, nor even kind toward ourselves, let alone kind toward others. God's kindness is still there for us. That is the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. We're talking this morning about kindness and gentleness. And we saw here in Psalm chapter 31, it's a marvelous kindness. Let's go over here to Psalm chapter 117. Psalm chapter 117, one of the shortest chapters in the whole Bible, only two verses. It says, oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all y'all, all y'all people. For his merciful kindness is great toward us and the truth of the Lord endures forever. And then it says it again, you need to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is not just words on the page. Let the word of the Lord be alive in you. The spirit of God is very clear and very pointed with the things that we see in the word of God. They are very relevant. They are very intentional. And the spirit of God is telling us that we need to praise him. I know I need to praise him because his merciful kindness is great toward us. Now, we just saw marvelous kindness in Psalm 31. That was Pala Hasid. Now we see here in Psalm 117, if that's not enough, it says his merciful kindness is great toward us. And that is not Pala Hasid. That is Hasid Hasid. That is mercy on top of mercy. That is goodness over goodness. That is faithfulness over faithfulness. I mean, if you think that God, you know how we say God is good? We say that a lot in a lot of religious circles and a lot of a lot of Christian circles, a lot of different denominations. A lot of people say God is good. God is great. Sometimes we might need to pause for a second when we say that. God is not just good. God is goodness over goodness. God is greatness over greatness toward us. Hallelujah. This word merciful kindness in the Greek, it's hasid hasid, meaning it's mercy on top of mercy, meaning God was merciful toward me when he brought me out of my sin, when he brought me out of my addiction, when he brought me out of my darkness, when he brought me out of myself into his truth, into his favor, into his family, that was merciful. But then God is still merciful over my life. Even when he brings me into the family and I mess up, even when I've said no to the Lord more than once, his mercy is still there for me. It's mercy on top of mercy. It's goodness on top of goodness. It's faithfulness over faithfulness. And, and watch this in Psalm chapter 117, I'm getting excited. Verse two, it says, the merciful kindness of the Lord is great toward us. And then it says, just to kind of put them together, it's like an, an analogy. And the truth of the Lord endures forever. That is to say that the merciful kindness that God, the hasid, hasid that God has is great toward us, meaning it is prevailing, meaning it is overwhelming. Hallelujah. 
the, the merciful kindness of the Lord is overwhelming, even as the truth of the Lord endures. Glory to God. Just as God's truth is enduring and confirming and always prevails, so is his mercy over mercy, his goodness over goodness, his faithfulness over faithfulness in your life prevailing in an overwhelming way. That's Psalm chapter 117 and verse two. We're talking about kindness this morning. We're talking about gentleness. And we already said that kindness is something that is not just for heavenly interaction. For It's not just something that is between myself and my family or myself and my enemy or myself and a stranger. Kindness is for me toward the Lord. And we know that kindness is certainly from the Lord toward us in a prevailing way, in an overwhelming way, in a difficult to understand way, in a pala hasid and a hasi hasid way. Glory to God. I'm talking about the kindness of Almighty God. Then I want to give you another point here. I want to show you why God's kindness, why kindness and gentleness are so important in the life of believers, because it's not just about us, it's about others. If we go over here to Ephesians chapter four, I want you to see that kindness is both an attribute of God and a commandment from the Lord toward us. Hallelujah. Kindness is both an attribute of God. It's, it's, it's God's character. It's his nature. It's how he expresses himself because it's who he is, but it's also a commandment from him toward us. It's a directive. It's a request from Almighty God that you and I, regardless of how we feel at that moment, regardless of what's going on in our lives at that moment, regardless of how much we might be hurting at that moment, it's a requirement from God for, for you and I, not just to be polite like mom and dad raised us, not just to be respectful, not just to look them in the eye and say, sir and ma'am, God gave us a directive to be kind because there is a warmth that comes with that. It allows the spirit of God to come into an atmosphere where it was just surface. And now when we can be kind, then the spirit of God can show up in a mightier way, in a way of warmth. And I want you to see that in Ephesians chapter four, Ephesians chapter four, verse 32. We're going to look at verses 32. So the end of Ephesians chapter four, going into the beginning of Ephesians chapter five. And this is what it says, very clear in the word. It says, and be you kind one to another. And just in case you don't understand what, what God is saying, God is telling you on purpose, be tenderhearted one toward another. It's depending on your upbringing, depending on where you were growing, you know, where you grew up. I grew up in Philadelphia. When I grew up, and where I was raised in, in West Philadelphia, going to school, tenderhearted was not something you could be in school. But the word of God says, be you kind one to another. And it says, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Glory to God. I'm one, one more time. And be you kind one to another, tenderhearted forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Now, we've already given you a couple of definitions for kindness out of the word. We said that kindness, according to American English, is the quality of just being friendly, generous, considerate. We said, though, in the Hebrew, in the original text, when we, like we saw in Psalm chapter 31 and verse 21, where it talks about God's marvelous kindness, it's the Hebrew word seed, glory to God. And it means his mercy, his goodness, his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Well, here in Ephesians chapter four, verse 32, in the Greek, 
this word kind, it's the Greek word krestos. Sounds like almost sounds like Christ, doesn't it? Krestos. And it means willing and fit to be used. Oh my God. I know somebody don't like that. We're talking about what the word kind means. And this is a, a directive. God is telling us and be kind. This is the Apostle Paul writing this letter to the church at Ephesus, but it's the Holy Ghost talking to you. Insert your name in the blank to be kind to other people. And he didn't just say kind to people you love. He says one to another. That another means enemies. It means strangers. It means that boss that you don't like, that colleague. It means that neighbor that gets under your skin sometimes. And this is a directive from God. And it says, and be kind. And the word kind in the Greek is krestos. And it means useful. And it means willing and fit to be used. It means compliance. Oh my, we might not like that. It means good. It means gracious. You know what it means? This word kind, it means willing to be a little less comfortable. So someone else can be a little more comfortable. That's what kindness is. There's a warmth that comes with kindness. When I come home and I greet my wife and I greet my children, they may have had a bad day. They might have something on their mind. They might be distracted. If they say, hi, dad. If my wife says, hi, John, how are you, sweetie? Hi, honey. There is a little something different than Adrian saying, hi, John. I don't know if she ever says, hi, John. She always says, she always says, hi, babe. You know, we'll greet each other. We'll lean in. We'll look at each other in the eye. That's kindness. I might not know what kind of day Adrian has had at work, interacting with her colleagues, the things that are on her mind, the stresses and the pressures of the day. But when I come home and I greet her and I look at her and I lean in and I kiss her, that is kindness. There's a warmth that comes with that. And this is how you know it's kindness. This is how you know there's a warmth. This is how you know it's crestos. Because as soon as that person as that person is displaying that kindness, whether it's a gesture, whether it's a word, whether it's you just observing their behavior, whether it's something that they say, whatever, whatever that kind gesture is, you know it because it leaves an impression. It leaves a warmth. You can, in that moment, you can sense something that you didn't sense before that moment happened. Glory to God. That's what kindness is. This word crestos, it means that we are useful. It means that we are willing and fit to be used. Nobody likes to be used. But if we are walking in the kindness that God has ordained us to walk in, we're going to be used. And it's a good thing. We're allowing ourselves on purpose to be compliant, to be good, to be gracious. That's what Hasid is. Hasid is grace. Hallelujah. God is wanting us to be gracious and kind. You know, and, and another definition for it, and I love this definition, it means that we are willing and that we on purpose make ourselves a little less comfortable, just a little bit, maybe a lot of bit in certain circumstances, but we, we're willing and on purpose make ourselves less comfortable so that on purpose, someone else can be a little more comfortable. Meaning maybe I've had a terrible day and I get home and I look in Adrian's eyes and I see she's had a, dear, a difficult day. I'm going to forget about my difficult day. At that moment, I want to be kind. I'm going to focus on aging. I'm going to comfort her in that moment. So I'm going to talk to her. I'm going to ask her, how are you doing? What can I do? I'm going to come and I'm going to make her a cup of coffee that she didn't ask for and bring it over to her. 
that's a kind gesture. Sure, if she wanted a cup of coffee, she could get up and make it herself. But look at what kindness does. Kindness, it makes, there's a warmth that comes with it. The coffee is going to taste the same, but you almost feel like it tastes a little bit better when somebody makes it for you, who loves you, who did it out of kindness, out of goodness, out of a graciousness in order to make you comfortable, setting their own comfort aside and what their own agenda might be at that moment. Like the coffee cup is nicer. It's like the coffee is a little warmer. It's like the coffee tastes a little bit better. And it's because of that crestos. It's because of that hasid in which that gesture was done. Glory to God. That's the kind of thing that makes an impact. That is the presence of the Lord. And watch this. This is not just an attribute of God. Like we just said, this is a commandment from him for us to be this way. God wants you to be this way because you are this way, because you belong to him. You're in God's family. I'm going to give you another scripture. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. This might be very familiar. We're talking about the fruits of the spirit here. And it says, and this is really powerful, it says in verse 22 of Galatians chapter 5, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. There's nine, nine fruits of the Spirit. And then it says in verse 24, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with its affections and lusts. Because if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. We'll come back to that. And let us not be desirous of being glory, provoking one another, envying one another. The point is in verse 22, where these are the nine fruits of the spirit. And what do we we, we mean by that, John, when we say the nine fruits of the spirit? What we're talking about is the evidence of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. There's evidence in these fruits of the spirit. In other words, these are nine attributes. These are nine characteristics or nine character traits or, or, or nine things about a person that are evident. They are evident that there is a presence of the Holy Spirit and not just the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's evidence that a person is being influenced, that they are under the influence of the Holy Ghost, meaning they are filled with the spirit, just like somebody who drinks a little bit too much wine, a little bit too much alcohol, might be under the influence of the alcohol to the point where they are filled up. They are now outside of themselves. And as a result, there is a fruit that's produced. In that case, the fruit would be intoxication. In the same way, when we get filled with the spirit, we are taken out of ourselves. Something else has taken us over and filled us up to the point where now we are under some other influence, but the result is these nine things. And one of these attributes is, and this is so powerful, verse 22, one of these attributes, it's the one, two, three, four, fifth one, it's gentleness. It's the one right in the middle, glory to God, right in the middle of your love, joy, peace, and long suffering, sandwiched between your love, joy, peace, and long suffering, and your goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance is something called gentleness. And that word gentleness is the same word as kindness. That word gentleness, it's the word crestotes. And it sounds just like the other word that we saw for kind. It's the same word as crestos. This word is crestotes. And it means the same thing, except it's more of, of a way that we react, the way that we express ourselves, the way that we present and interact with other people. 
It's the word krestotes in the Greek, and it means goodness. It means moral goodness of character, of demeanor. And it, here's that word again. It means usefulness. Oh, we don't like that. Nobody wants to be used. But the highest form of love in Hasid and Pala Hasid and Hasid Hasid, marvelous kindness and merciful kindness, glory to God, is someone that is going to be used. Now, now Jesus was used by Almighty God on purpose. He made himself uncomfortable, way uncomfortable, so that we could be way more comfortable. He was used by Almighty God. He was used by the devil. He was tormented so that we could have peace. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed, according to Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5. Hallelujah. So this is not some way out thing. God is not asking you and I to go to the same level that he did, but he is asking us to, to, to replicate, to mirror his same mindset. Let this mind be in you and I, which was also in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. You know, the word of God says, let brotherly love continue. We already saw in, in Ephesians chapter four, verse 30, in verse 32, and be ye kind one to another. God wants you to be tenderhearted, forgiving other people, forgiving your family, forgiving your friends, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. And you know what? It seems hard, but it's not as hard as you and I think if we allow ourselves to get filled up with the spirit of God until there's really not much of us left to where we're under his influence. Then it becomes easy. And I love how gentleness is sandwiched in between all these four attributes over here and the four attributes over there, right in the middle is kindness. Right in the middle is gentleness. That word gentleness, again, in the Greek, it's krestotes, and it's the same word as kind, krestos in the Greek, and it means the same thing, except it's more toward other people. It's more how you relate to other people. It's your character. It's your demeanor. It's your integrity. It's your usefulness. Glory to God. It's evidence of the presence of the Holy Spirit. You can tell somebody is under the presence of the Holy Spirit and their spirit filled when they're just not just polite, not just courteous, courteous, not just respectful. They are warm and it's it's a Holy Ghost warmth. It's they come around and you just feel better when they're around. That's the warmth of the Holy Spirit. It's the way they interact. It's the way that they express themselves. It's the way that they speak with you. It's the way that they focus on you. It's the way that they make themselves a little less comfortable in order to make you a little bit more comfortable. It might be with their words. It might be with gestures. It might be with something that they bring you or something that they take away from you. They take off your plate. Hallelujah. It's the warmth of Almighty God. And we know it's the kindness and the gentleness of Almighty God because it leaves an impression. Glory to God. When it happens, it leaves an impression. It makes you think, well, that hostess was really kind. That person, did, that manager didn't have to walk around the entire dining room and ask every single person how their evening was. Thank you for coming. And it's genuine. That teacher didn't have to ask me to stay after class for one minute because they noticed that I seemed upset. That's kindness. That's warmth. That's someone showing an interest beyond themselves, making themselves a little bit less relevant in order to make you a little bit more relevant. That's kindness. Glory to God. And, and then we can see it here again, because when, again, we're filled with the spirit. 
The spirit is driving our morality beyond just ourselves to a place where we can be among other people who may not have the same integrity, who may be in a tough place. And we might not have things easy that day, but we can still be kind toward them. That's what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. This is what it says. It says charity or love suffers long. And watch this. And it's still, it's still kind. It's still Christos. Hallelujah. It's still showing mild and able to endure in Christos and Christotes because perhaps the company, the circumstances are not ideal, but the spirit of God is still calling on us to suffer long and be Christos, be still be good, still be gracious, still be merciful, still be making ourselves a little less comfortable so that someone else can be a little bit more comfortable. Can you say amen to that? Hallelujah. I'm just going to give you a couple more things. I'm closing here. So we've already defined what kindness is. We've defined it out of the word of God. We said that kindness is both an attribute of God and a commandment from him. We talked about how the kindness of God that he wants us to display, it, it, it's compliant, it's good, it's gracious, it's, it's usefulness, it's making ourselves willing and fit to be used, which might seem like, oh, I don't want to do that, John. But the Spirit of God is calling on us to do that, just like he did that, just like Jesus did that, just like the Holy Spirit makes himself available to us. You know, one of the things I love about the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit is willing to come down into my imperfection, into my inconsistency, into my tendency, into my, the fact that I'm not perfect. The Holy Spirit is still coming into my imperfections to make me more perfect, to make me holy. Glory to God. Isn't God good? That is reason enough to be thankful every time you open your mouth to go into the presence of the Lord. Every time you praise God, it's, it's, he's worthy of you closing your eyes and remembering how good he is. Even though I might have a little stomach ache right now, even though my money situation might be not what I would like right now, even though there are some real hard, serious things in my life right now that I'm dealing with, God's kindness and God's gentleness are beyond my level of comprehension. They are difficult to understand. Glory to God. It, God's Hasid is not just Hasid, it's Pala Hasid. It's wondrous, it's extraordinary, it's surpassing goodness. It's difficult to understand. It's not even just Pala Hasid, it's Hasid Hasid, meaning it is mercy on top of mercy, goodness on top of goodness in my life, faithfulness on top of faithfulness in my life. Of course, I'm going to praise him. Of course, I'm going to give him glory. I can't go into God's presence and be passive with my arms down and my eyes open, looking around the room, I've got to, I've got to lean in and I've got to, to yield and I've got to humble myself and I've got to bring myself down because the Lord must be lifted up because he is, he, his mercy is mercy over top of mercy in my life. Glory to God. I want to give you just a couple more points here. And this is really going to bless someone because somebody under the sound of my voice might not have a lot of friends. And the word of God says that kindness, gentleness has a way of making you attractive, making others gravitate towards you instead of want to repel away from you. This is what it says in Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 22 about kindness. It says the desire of a person is his or her 
kindness. Glory to God. And a poor man is better than a liar. This is really good because it says in another translation, kindness makes a man or a woman attractive. Now, whether you're looking for friends or whether you have some insecurities about your appearance, the word of God, either way, the word of God says that if you walk in kindness, not only are you following and replicating an attribute of Almighty God, not only are you following his instructions that he's commanded you to do and to be, but you are also causing other people to gravitate towards you so that maybe you make some more friends or, and, or if you're a person that is insecure about their appearance, kindness has a way of making you more attractive as a person. Hallelujah. And I'll be, I'll be transparent. I remember as a teenager, I was very self-conscious, very insecure is a better word, a more honest word about my appearance. I was insecure about my skin tone. I was insecure about my teeth, you know, my haircut, you know, all of those things. In the spirit of God, I remember when I found that scripture as a teenager, I, I was, and, and I was so insecure. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't, I couldn't tell my mother, I think I'm ugly, mom. You know, of course you get, you get called names and all those things, but I couldn't tell my mother, I think I'm ugly. I, did, I, I don't, I never remember expressing to my mom any concerns about my appearance, but I just remember I, I didn't feel good about my appearance. And I remember when I would go and pray and the Lord would co- try to comfort me. The Lord led me to a scripture one time and the one translation in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 22 says, kindness makes a man attractive. For me, I wasn't necessarily looking for friends. I was looking for some more security about my appearance. And when I found that verse, I was like, oh, I can be kind and the Lord will make me more attractive. Well, the word has made me a good looking person. Hallelujah. The word has made me a person that attracts other people and have more friendships. Look at the power of kindness and gentleness. Look what it does. Glory to God. And then I'm gonna give you one more verse and I'm closing here. We're gonna go over here to the book of Psalms again. 18. Psalm chapter 18, one of my favorite chapters, 32 down to verse 35. And it says, it is God. He's the one that girds me with the strength that I'm going to need because it takes strength to be kind. We already saw it in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 4. Love suffers long and is still kind. So it takes strength to be kind and gentle. It is God that girds me with strength and he makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like Heinz's feet and sets me upon my high places. He teaches my hands to war so that the bow of steel is broken by my arms. Glory to God. I didn't even know I was that strong. Hallelujah. Look how strong the Lord has made me. And then here we go. Verse 35. Thou hast also given me the shield of your salvation. You have given me your right hand, which is holding me up. You've given me your word. You give me Jesus, the anointed one who's holding me up. And then watch this and his gentleness, that's the Holy Ghost, we're talking about kindness and gentleness this morning, has made me great. If you want to do something great in life, if you want to be great at what you do in life, if you want to be the highest form, the highest level of yourself, you know, the world has a term that's been floating around for years about your authentic self and being the best self. No, if you want to find the highest level, the highest version of yourself, that would be the God you. That would be the you that's driven by the Holy Spirit and under his influence. That's the you that's filled with the Spirit of God. That's the only highest level of yourself. Insert your name in the blank. That highest level, the God level, 
the one, the surpassing level, that greatness, that kind of greatness only comes as you are gentle, as you are useful, as you are willing and fit to be used by God toward others to add to their lives. You're willing to make yourself a little less comfortable so somebody else can be a little bit more comfortable. That is greatness. That's the highest level of a person that they could be. And that's why Jesus said that there's no greater love than this, that they would lay down their lives for other people. If you want to be great, you got to be kind and you got to be gentle toward other people, even as the Lord is kind and he is gentle toward you. Hallelujah. And to acknowledge the spirit of God, to acknowledge the spirit of truth and the word that has just been spoken by the Holy Ghost, I'm going to ask you to do something different. If you have been sitting, then stand. If you've been standing, sit. If you've been moving, stop moving. If you've stopped moving, start moving. But do something to acknowledge God's presence. Hallelujah.